That's an addiction that I will not allow to end. I was telling uh, Mike that uh, Ravnica Allegiance, not Ravnica Allegiance, uh, returned. God damn it. It's Ravnica Remastered uh, because it's just all of Ravnica block uh, just packaged into one remaster set. Um, They're reprinting the Shocklands and they're also printing uh, key like Ravnica cards in multiple treatments. So there's their regular printing. Then there's their retro printing, uh, or retro fame printing, and then there's their anime art. Yeah, and Kevin's and I was like, like I should should I flex on Ritter by having anime Krenko? <laughs> <laughs> and hello and welcome to Cinema Buns. I'm Ritter. I'm Mike, and I am haunted. Oh. oh no, where are you being haunted? Uh, in Van Nuys, uh, California. <laughs> in uh. Emor? No, I'm ha- uh, Emor? No, my name is uh Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If uh, you haven't put- along came Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh we are talking about A Haunting in Venice, the new Agatha Christie movie. She's really been pumping out these would, would this be considered a Halloween movie? Yeah, technically. I mean, it's a It'll be posted in Halloween. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Halloween-themed movie. Yeah. Uh, this is the third movie in the Hercule Poirot. Um, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Franchise? I guess it's a franchise. Um, series. Yeah. Series. Whatever. Uh, first one was Murder on the Orient Express. Second one was Death on the Nile. Now Haunting in Venice. And... This had the least star power than the other two. Did it though? Yeah, because like the fucking. Did you see that smartly dressed little boy? <laughs> <laughs> he had star power. Uh, cause like, there's Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Dornan, and then everyone else. Kylie so. Riley. She uh, does a lot. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Tina what, Fey. What? Okay. Well, okay. You, Tina you Fey as well, but like Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh is the is the star and director. He's I'm aware. Uh, but anyways, like compared to uh, Murder and Death, because uh, like Death was like pretty star studded, um, and it was terrible. <coughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Murder, I remember had um, Johnny Depp. So oh, fuck Johnny Depp. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Uh, See, I never watched the first one. I thought you did. No, I jumped in the second one with you guys. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, he gets on a train. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Judy dude. Dench. Yeah. I told you. Okay, like, that's a stacked cast. Super star-studded. They uh, did the same thing for Nile. Uh, and then... Uh, William Defoe. The Nile made oh them like God. lose money, so they're like, okay, let's go, let's just go back a little bit. It made them lose so much money that they fast-tracked the sequel... Phil for Halloween, yeah, because like it's been a year or two or something, right? Three since Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. I, feel uh, like. I think it's been. Th- oh, it it came out twenty twenty two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Did it? Yeah. It was it was a fairly pretty quick turnaround. Oh my god! Yeah, because it was right after Letitia Wright and Army Hammer. Had oh those, yeah, that's right. Had those uh, things, and we made constant jokes about it. Oh, that it came out February of 2022. That's why it felt so <laughs> long ago. Yeah, but it's like what five years between Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, and, and then, then ten years between <laughs> Death on the Nile and well, no, I mean like uh, when the the movies came out a year after. Oh yeah, the third one came out. So it was like a little bit. We- I was like surprised that this came out. Um and I mean it was a smaller set too, so it's not like it was. They've all kind of been. I feel like murder was since it was just fuck a like a train a car, train, yeah, uh, and a tunnel. That yeah, it had a smaller budget. Uh, or they had death more on the Nile had like a fucking uh dungeon, 
Um, it had a boat, a tomb. Yeah, it had a lot. <laughs> it had it, it had an, a small town. A, a, yeah, small a giant town. like ballroom for a party. Uh, this one had a decrepit old building, and then a rooftop. Venice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and also like the the caliber of like stars is like a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. which um like isn't like you know the standard for movies like. Just because they're all super started, studded cast doesn't mean it was good. Yeah. Um, and like I think we can all agree that this one is definitely better than the second one. A hundred percent. Yeah, this one for me is like a six and a half for sure. Hmm. Mm. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, so this movie is definitely more like horror themed. That's what they tried with marketing. Yes. And I'm like, who's this for? Yeah. Are you trying to get horny teenagers to watch... An Agatha Christie mystery, <laughs> yeah. a deep drama, uh, and I will uh, murder and, mystery. And we will tell you, while seeing this movie at two p.m. on a Saturday, there were not any horny teenagers. There were mostly <clears throat> horny old people. Yeah, because they <laughs> they know what they're going yeah. into. That's a fucking yeah. Agatha Christie or Poirot Poirot movie. Um, and man, you said that all in one breath. That's <laughs> phenomenal. I, I could do a lot of things in one breath. Oh, guac guac. Uh, oh and. Yeah, and like rightfully so, it should be, you know, the people who are like interested in that. But it's, it's so weird just the way it was marketed. Yeah, it's, it's like it marketed as a like a horror, like a straight up like uh, haunting on Hill House Amityville yeah. horror type deal. Thank God I didn't watch the trailer then. And uh, there is no scary in this movie. I mean. It depends on who you are, because the old woman sitting two seats to my left uh, jumped quite a few times throughout the movie. Just any time a ghost child shows up? Yes. So there was they... probably one scene that got me, and that was about it. Yeah. And was it like the cheap jump scare of ghost coming through mirror towards camera? No, it was uh, not not spoilers, but it was in the basement. What? Was it bees coming out of a skeleton? Was it a uh, skeleton? Yeah. yeah, it was skeleton. I was like, "Whoa!" That's not important to the plot. So like, it's, it's not as really much of a spoiler. The bees. The bees. Bees, bees exploded out of a skeleton. So yeah, we're kind of just saying words, but the uh, the, the kind but of the thing. important part is like, was the mystery good? Yes. And we're in a post glass onion world now. My wife said she liked this more than Glass Onion. I, I also like this more than Glass Onion. I'm going to force you to divorce your wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the main crux of this murder mystery is that it's Halloween in Venice, and he gets dragged to this part. Hercule has like retired. It's been ten years since like Death on the Nile, and he's become even more jaded with humanity because everywhere he gets dragged into because he's a detective is. Just saw, death is and death shitty and, people and yeah terrible people. Wait, wait and, when the second one take place? Nineteen thirty-seven. Yeah, the entirety of World War Two happened in between then. Oh, okay. That's why he's like jaded. Okay. He's like, yeah, I'm retired. I was like, shoot, when did World War Two start? I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> well, I can tell you when it ended. I mean, before I this movie. So, uh, um, he. So it hasn't even ended yet. He has an author friend, which is basically just an Agatha Christie uh, self-insert. Yeah. Um, and I think Tina Fey, it's Tina Fey's character, and I yeah. think she's like one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah. I, I've always been a fan of her. I think she's funny. Luck, luckily, it's done well to where even, let's say Agatha Christie did write herself into the story. This character isn't like perfect at everything, doesn't know things that they shouldn't know. It's it's a it's a well written character, yeah. and he, uh, she shows up to Hercule, drags him to a Halloween party where there's gonna do a seance, to where this old um, singer is going to get a uh, a medium to talk to her dead daughter. Mm-hmm. Not just any medium, the medium, the 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 one Oscar mom. The one that was released from custody because she was the witch trials were still in effect. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, they, and then like it, the place that the singer lives in is a building where apparently back when the plague hit Italy, 
the doctors were scared about everything, so they just locked the doors and left the kids to die. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole, like, superstition of, like, anyone who lives in this house, uh, bad things happen to them, and if you're a doctor or a nurse, you're at risk of getting killed. The vendetta. Yeah. The children. Um, the children. So... Blah, blah, blah. Seance happens. Well, so the idea is that um, Tina Fey, uh, who's also, like, since she's a Agatha Christie-like insert, she's uh, famous for, like, her detective novels. Um, and so she has been also pretty much just, like, as, like, intellectual as Hercule. Um, and uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is so good at her job that she's like i can't find any flaw with it she's making me into a believer that these superstitions exist i and need, I need, I your... need a fresh set of eyes yeah to... i need i need your help uh my friend to help me like debunk her yeah um and so like yeah so she's um we have our opera singer hosting a halloween party for the kids for and the then, orphans and then the seance happens afterwards uh and then uh, murder and mystery ensue. Yep. Uh, one thing that this did way better than Death on the Nile, and it's literally the first thing I said when the movie ended, was that in Death of the Nile, what made it so frustrating was that it... Important information it, was taken. It was not what, given to Important you. information happened off screen to where, like... Without you, it, you would not have with, been able to solve it. Yeah, and uh, information that was gleamed wasn't given to you. And, like, the whole point of a murder mystery is, like, you as the audience member are also trying to solve what's going on. And, like, and when we say stuff happens off screen, that happens here, too. But we mean, like, evidence is found off screen. And that evidence, if you knew what it was, you could figure out what happened. And yeah. they just purposely did not want the audience to know it. Like Poirot would refer to uh, detective work that he's done that none of us got to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so like the half of the fun is like trying to figure out who did it um, before the who done it actually like finishes. Yeah, and the and like throughout the story, you're supposed to be given hints, kind of little bits of information that if you can put it together in the right way, you can kind of deduce who it was uh this movie does that way better there's only like one piece of information that i kind of wish they hinted at better to kind of explain some of it but everything else like made sense yeah and was presented to where hey if you noticed it you should be able to like kind of start putting puzzle pieces together yeah i mean after i sat on my golden throne and plotted i uh, yeah <laughs> uh what, what's the thinking man like pose in it's like the thinker. statue, his, it's his called a thinker. A, yeah. So yeah, while I was doing the thinker, um, <laughs> on the stinker, yeah, Mike left in the middle of the movie to go uh, Google do, search yeah. what the answer <laughs> was <laughs> to look up the ending of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were watching it. Yeah, um, um, I decided to change my answer to something that wasn't relevant. Yeah. To so <laughs> so hold on, Mike cheated I, because I the murder happens. And within two minutes, Kevin goes, okay, what are we locking in at? Yeah. <laughs> what? Because locking an answer. <laughs> we're like, we'll lock it in. There's absolutely nothing to go off of. Let's see what your pure instinct says. Kevin and I both said the same thing. Yeah. And then Mike said... The fiance's fiance, but she was never introduced. So I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't make so sense. So <laughs> then randomly changed it about halfway through the movie. No, a when, bunch I, of when, evidence I came came back, when I came back, I was like... About 20 seconds before the killer was announced mike's like i think it's that one. Oh, oh i got it whoa <laughs> it wasn't so. 20 seconds there was still a good like 40 minutes of the movie to go still but uh i i will say i was incorrect on who it was but i was correct on how it happened mm -hmm. the trail was correct but yeah. the outcome was misguided uh i mean like it was I mean, like, it kind of was, like, a red herring because, like, I feel like a lot of suspicion was probably also on the housekeeper, uh, if you're, like, a viewer. Yeah. Um. So that's just kind of, like, me going on, like, very basic, basic yeah, right. impressions. But uh, but I, I felt like... um, Be careful what you say. We don't want to spoil it yet. 
Yeah, right. Uh, so a good um, murder mystery paints all of the suspects uh, as probable, as probable, and like very uh, like with good reason. And I feel like this movie, like there were definitely. There's no way that they're suspect, like suspects. Right. Yeah. That was like was I have of... zero suspicions for a good chunk of these people. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, like they are all like kind of sympathetic characters. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like how a lot of them were written. Um, I like their characterization and stuff. But there was no sheer of suspicion on them at all. So like that kind of lowers the suspense right. uh, in the like thriller. Because you're really only given suspense. like a few options you could probably be right on. Yeah. But then, like, things happen that you can start going spinning into, like, oh, maybe there's this happened or this happened. It's hard to talk about this without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. But I will say the writing was decent. Uh, the acting was actually pretty good outside of the, like, girl assistant. Mm-hmm. Felt like she had the same expression. Oh, uh, Michelle Yeoh's, like, assistant? Yeah. But everyone else, I felt like, did a decent job. I like the romantic tension between um, him and the male assistant. Her and the male assistant. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very close. <laughs> Very. You could even... The acting for from Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan. I, he did a great job. Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the doctor... Like I thought, his performance was pretty good. Uh, I, Battle fatigue. I I will say the uh, the style that this movie was like the camera style. I liked a lot. Which they is, love their fisheye. It was just fucking distracting as shit. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I was like, this is this is weird. There was a few times where I was just like, can we keep the camera still for two seconds? Nah. Can I, you let me see? I like yeah. the style. I liked it. That's why I liked it more than. But Glass it was Onion. like fucking random. It yeah. was just like so. There's a conversation between um, uh, what's the little kid's name? Like Lucas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, the housekeeper, um, and she was like, "Would you like to hang out with the kids? Would you like Leopold? To eat? Yeah, Leopold and uh, who's the housekeeper? The housekeeper is Olga. Uh, and and Olga, and she was like, "Would you like to have some cake? Would you like to play with the kids?" And then so it's like the camera points is Olga, regular ass camera points at leopold it's fucking a fisheye uh and then like the he's like his head's stretched out because he's like to the edge um and he's edgy because he's so, reading Edgar yeah. Allan Poe. <laughs> no first of all love the kid super based yeah <laughs> um one of my favorite great responses right char- one of my favorite characters in the movie but i well the kid is done well because of like how debilitating his father's condition is He's almost having to mature way faster than any other kid would yeah. in order to help his dad. So, like, he's not, like, a brainiac, edgy kid because he's an annoying fucking kid. No, no. Th- he's no. an edgy, brainiac kid because, like, he was forced to mature by life and he's just kind of, like, in a different situation. Which I liked. They did a good job to where, like, I didn't hate him. Granted... Well, the one scene with him talking to Hercule in the bathroom, I'm like, kid, can you, like, back the fuck up? Like, two feet. <laughs> can you stop trying to trap an old man in the bathroom? Well, a child wouldn't have, like, the social norm to, or, like, wouldn't be aware of the social norm to, like, not talk in a bathroom. Yeah. Because that's just a regular-ass place to him. Yeah. Um, And he's like, you know, I, you know, I, like, this is a detective story. I want to be part of it. Am I on your list? I was like, okay. Yeah, and it was like I. It was a lovely scene. It was like um, he was uh, humoring him a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Am I a suspect? Are you gonna ask me?" It's like, "Okay, no, what were you doing?" It's like, "I was uh, with my dad. I was with daddy. I was consoling I was him because Papa. he was about to remember the war." Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's a, so like uh, oh, this is also a post war World two movie. Yeah. Um. A lot of the characters have felt the effects of the war. Jamie Dornan's um. Got PTSD. You, you see, he, soldiers. He was he was one uh, of the medics that helped free the first in uh, concentration camp. Yeah. Um. You, you see, like American soldiers, just kind of still in Italy, there, getting ready to go home. Yeah. All that whatnot. Yeah, and also it's like, you know, one of the first times something like this has happened to 
uh, people of the world. So, like, PTSD was, like, very much a somewhat new thing. Well, it... it I, I think ha- it's always been a thing. It's just we were finally no, recognizing it. No, the... It initially started, well, to where people were actually recognizing it and studying it. It initially yeah. popped up during World War One Because of yeah. the, the, sh- the shell Well, shock. that's the scale of it. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. Because, like, wars always existed. But, yeah. like, uh, the scale of everything. Right. Uh, an entire planet on a, fire. A bigger sample size, as they say. <clears throat> well, just, like, the scale of the war in general. Like. Yeah. They didn't call World War One World War One. It was the Great War. What do you mean World War One? <laughs> I was like, uh. uh. Well, that's why I said. I mean, like, unfortunately, also like a bigger sample size of like um, study of the mind can happen because yeah. there's many more people suffering from similar uh, problems. Um, but yeah, the whole like gist of this movie is: is there really? Is there really an answer to everything, or are there ghosts? It's a little bit, uh, yeah. It's a little bit of like kind of like rationality versus like superstition type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like right off the bat, um, Kenneth Branagh and Tina Fey are like, we are here to discredit you, and Michelle Yeoh is like, fucking try it, bitch. It's come <laughs> get some, bitch. <laughs> um, she, and she's like, she stays on script. She is like. Does not back she down. She is in character the moment, like, the moment she steps on a boat to head to the building. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, outfit on fleek. Oh, very, yeah. Very cool. Everyone's ha- 1947 Venice Halloween outfits were metal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the uh, boat guys. The ferrymen just oh, in God. their outfits. It's like, oh, that's so sick. Even uh, the Even fucking, like, cheap Halloween costumes, which is just, like, Oh, piece of white paper, and yeah. you have eye holes and a smile cut out of it is still like fucking disturbing. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, did, Michelle Yeoh's weird masquerade mask and yeah. like black cloak puts it all together. Yeah. Um, were you guys? <laughs> I, this could have just been me, but uh, when you guys were like watching this movie and they were showing like scenes of Venice, was your brain also just thinking of Assassin's Creed? No. Cause I was like, my, uh, I remembered like having like character jump on all the poles that are sticking swim. out of the water because you couldn't swim. My my brain was going towards wait 1947, Venice. How long has he lived here? This is kind of like not the place or time that you would buy property and live in this. Well, actually, it'd be the best time to buy property. Well. After, I was after the war has destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah. But, are, but I was more low. like, I was more thinking like, how long has he lived here? Because he could not have lived here for more than like a year. No, he could have lived there for a couple years. Yeah, I mean, like he lived what, there for a year. A couple well, years, cause first of all, like, yeah, I, I'm assuming travel would have been banned until World War Two was over. Yeah, and like uh, Mussolini was taken down. Right. Then, then that would logically be when he would be allowed to live there. I mean, he's it, it, like he's only been there for a couple of years or something like that. Okay, yeah, because the Western Front for World War II ended 1945. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's only lived there for like he. They even say he only, only lived there for like a year or so. Okay, um, it's also kind of like an interesting um point in his life, because uh, we're introduced to, uh, like jump just to jump back to the beginning of the movie. We're in, reintroduced to him, and he's super popular. Um. Yep. Everyone Every- keeps wanting him to solve their mysteries. Yeah, so people line up outside of his house uh, for him to take their case. Um, and it's like kind of just like interesting to have a superstar detective character. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Um, Which I, circles back around. Yeah. Uh, where it, like, uh, we have a, like a circle ending because it circles yeah, back to it. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of find out why he got so popular too. Uh, due to those books. Yeah, because in the previous ones, you thought he was super popular because he was, like, just a famous detective that solved famous crimes. Right. But, like, that's only half of the story. The other half is there was a very thinly veiled character of him in her books. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah! Oh, Hakil! You're so, you're so strong. Um, you're yeah, so and smart. he has, like, a... That, that mustache carries the world. Employ a bodyguard. Now, I do appreciate how since the first movie, they have toned down the ridiculousness of his mustache. I think it was the biggest well, he, well, on the second one. Well, right? no, no. The second one was the biggest because, remember, he shaved it. 
Did he? I thought he it did. was the biggest in the first one. It could have been the first one, but I but it was also really big in the second one too. Um, but he shaves it at the end of the second one. Spoilers. Because uh, remember, like that's one of the reasons why people he's so recognizable is his mustache. Well, and he, he wants to go. He wants to go watch the one girl uh, perform. So he shaves his mustache That's so he can right. go watch her. And no one even recognizes him. There was also mustache lore in the second one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Why because he, he grew it to cover a scar he has. Yeah. That's right. Deep lore. Yeah. But uh, now I think we that was a, the only now we cool have a, thing to come out of that movie. We uh, have the, a nice, tightly knit mustache. Yeah. Um, his accent is not that abrasive anymore. Maybe yeah. I'm just used to it and am I like ignoring it. <laughs> Maybe you're you're used to uh, Benoit Blanc from Glass Onion. No, I love the his good old Southern drawl. No, it's oh, Louisiana, man. dude. Yeah, I know. I I like his Louisiana accent, and I think a, a people from Louisiana probably oh. like like it too. No, I didn't we, say we watched that it was the movie a movie based in Louisiana. Weirdly, <laughs> today as well. I yeah, was, I could tell their accents. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I anyway. wasn't saying it was a bad accent. I'm just saying like now that you got the Louisiana. You kind of got refreshed on Hercules, so when you went back, you're like, "Huh, this ain't too bad." It's not too bad. I mean, like that—that's what you're saying. Like his accent was bad, therefore, like. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying you got like a palate cleanser. Yeah. It it was watered down. It don't matter, anyways. But um, any, I'm trying to think of other non-spoiler stuff we could say about this. Was it satisfying? I this, the way this movie ended again. I, I would say it's a slightly it's an average movie. I would put it probably at like a six. I would do highest six and a half to I, power level seven. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't give it a seven, but I would definitely grade it higher higher okay, than a six. Again, this is a movie where like you don't really you shouldn't really like make time out of your day to watch it, but it's a fun watch. Yeah. I. It's it's fun to watch. It's not one that I think I would watch again. But if I was like sitting with someone and they're like, "Hey, can we watch it?" I I I want to watch, and it's like, "Yeah, okay, we can, <laughs> can watch it." Can we watch a Halloween movie? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but uh, I think it's fine to watch at Halloween. No, no, yeah. <laughs> just have of your all your options for Halloween movies. Do you want? Do you want to watch the Halloween movies or <laughs> the movie that just happens to take place on Halloween? <laughs> Um, uh. no, I would say it's, it's a fun watch again, kind of like a popcorn flick, but it's something that I did not feel like I wasted my time watching it. Like with death of the Nile that again, I didn't waste my time watching it. It was fun. The uh, story for the children was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that, that was a, uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and like the response, like, isn't this a little too scary for children? The scariest stories make our make the world less frightening. Yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, I like that line. What about you, Kevin? I think. Uh, yeah, no, I love the mechanics of the shadow puppets. The mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, they were really cool. There's a um, if you're an Arizona local, the musical instrument museum actually has a display that covers uh, that type of puppetry. Uh, and mm. its origins in like India, or maybe not its origins, but in India they do a lot of that same type of puppetry. Was that Jamie Dornan doing the puppet show? No. Was it just a guy? It was just a dude. Okay. Nice. And then he like left after the yeah. party was over. Okay. But uh, all right. Spoiler. No, like he had. Uh, that was like a voice actor ass voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he had, and it was like. He was probably some performer that the singer hired to like, hey, can you put on this performance for the orphans? Yeah. All right. Spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. The bees. The bees. They they love they the, the director likes Hitchcock because they had a parrot screeching every twenty minutes. Kaka. Just I don't know. I didn't feel like it was abrasive what? or noticeable was in the fine. first place. I mean, it it was fine. I was just <laughs> making a joke because there's a very famous Alfred Hitchcock movie where they have a random parrot screech in the middle because the lore is they're like, yeah, we figured that audience members might be getting tired or like falling asleep during this part of the movie. So it's meant to scare them awake and like uh, keep them alert for the rest of the movie. Um, b- before we reveal who the killer is, 
do you guys want to do that first or just uh, talk about gripes or i guess things? we can talk about uh gripes and then go into the killer wasn't a fan of the letter which letter the invitation that the fiance got why it was literally he focused on it and then the letters of apple showed up on it and i was like come on <laughs> come yeah. on that's a little that's stretching it a little bit well, well that's also he was like high and also where did that go yeah nothing no like it It was the whole purpose of it was just for him to recognize that huh she set up the invitation it's like that's who yeah, set up the invitation the author, author oh yeah, right. yeah because she orchestrated this whole situation and, like, in order to try to trick hercule so that way she could get like a really good book like huh, i outsmarted hercule yeah yeah but like that's like the worst way to like to add drama yeah add, okay, to add drama because it's like it's lazy it is so lazy like oh he can figure that this writer to happens to give a clue first of all he can see a clue like that within a uh a typed letter he was high also he was high and then well I don't know, he wasn't high it, it he just, was poisoned like it'd be one thing if it was like written right yeah and then well, he it's was not like, like Tina Fey would put that clue into the invitation. No, right. That's what I'm saying. But it's his like, like sub, his psychic subconscious mind put that together because right. he even said that at the end. He's like, yeah, my subconscious was putting the facts together before my conscious mind could catch up. Mm-hmm. So like, you mean his reasoning? Yeah. So he was like getting confused and shit because like mm-hmm. his poison brain was like, no, this is it, and his reasoning was like, why? Why is that it? Like, something else for it to make sense would have been better. I agree. As a clue. But uh, uh, one other thing is that the one piece of evidence that did happen that I kind of wish there was another hint towards it was that uh, the phone lines could not reach outside of the house because of the storm. Uh, by the way, there's a storm. Uh, and one of the, like things that hercule uses to figure out who did it was that like okay phone lines outside of the house can't work but the internal phone lines still work wait that reminds me who rang the phone when they were in the kitchen i that ooh, yeah because then like afterwards he ran away to go find uh, the ghost child i'm trying to think yeah of... and then the bodyguard was oh like, no no, no. Like, that's because uh she wasn't in the room with them. Yeah. So she rang it. But what was the point? The point was to, like... Get him out of the yeah. room and then do nothing? Do something? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Throw him off? But, yeah, so... But there was no hint that the phones worked at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, yeah, you heard the ringing, but... You can logically just, like, assume that, that yeah. internal lines would work, but, like, you there's... But here's another thing. If you don't know how, like, 1947 phone lines work, then you would assume they're... If they say the lines are dead, that means nothing can happen. Yeah. Um, so it's a little misleading, for so sure. So I, I kind of would have liked a scene where maybe, like, two characters communicate to each other across the, the phone. palazzo mm-hmm. through the phone. Even if it's just offhanded or something, then... Like it could have at least given some hint. Also, the the hidden room <laughs> just just well, pushes open. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't hidden because like they were hiding it. It was hidden because they didn't know it was there. But uh, did he it's also? Did they illustrate how he knew that's where the entrance to the basement was? Because he was hearing the voice, the sounds kind of go weird in that hallway. Yeah. And when he got up to that wall, he listened closer and he could hear it echoing from in, from down yeah. below the tile. Right. So he's like, okay, there is a basement and this has to be the entrance. Right. Um, so the killer was Da-da-da-da-da. the singer. Your mom. The mother. Yeah, the mom. The mom. Yo. So. Mom. Yeah. Jealous mom. It was a, Indirectly the mother, but the mother nonetheless. Well, directly the mother 
Well, no, directly twice. Beca- because Olga poisoned the yeah poisoned the girl. Well, in well, it was indirectly. She she's the indirectly why. the daughter, but directly the no no say the yeah. seance woman oh, and yeah, the doctor. Sure. Yeah, both of them yeah. she killed, but like indirectly the daughter. Yes, uh, she was poisoning her daughter to keep her from leaving like Munchausen's, and then like. The housekeeper accidentally overdosed her on the poison. Because she didn't know it was poison? Yeah, it was a flower poison that can cause psychosis, hallucinations, weakness, and stuff. And that's how you can get away with adding supernatural elements to a murder mystery. Yeah. yeah. Is if you drug the detective. Yeah, because he was also under the influence. So my guess was mercury poisoning. When we were doing the dry guesses, I'm like, I think it's mercury poisoning. And Kevin gave me bombastic side eye and i was just no it causes hallucinations and like psychosis like i'm i think it's mercury so i was right it was poisoning just wrong on like what the poisoning was Mm -hmm. but uh no everything else was hinted at because they're like oh my daughter wanted wildflower honey and then like uh at one point later on like the ex-fiance has the honey he's like that's not wildflower honey, but I can't place what type of honey it is. Huh? Weird. It was yeah, such that, an. That's a, you're not. That's that's your one hint. That yeah. Well, also, like you could also it, observe the flowers that were planted on the garden up. Uh, yeah. If you knew what kind of flowers they were. Well, and something else you could also point at is that Nate, I can count on two fingers how many characters drink tea with that honey. Yeah. And, it. It's it's hinted at enough to where if you can put the pieces together, you could figure that out. And everything else you can figure out, because, like, the uh, assistant or the uh, housemaid was like, oh, it was, like, midnight when I was with her in the music room. Mm-hmm. And Hercule's like, no, because at one point she's like, oh, he'll he'll rest well in the music room. It's it's soundproof. So, Ritter, should I watch out when you guys suggest to put honey in my tea now? I mean, it's a bit late for that, dog. I know. I've, I've already planted. How many cups did you have? Well, I've you're already... blue, and then he's a hot dog. So <laughs> I've, planted, <laughs> I've planted my seed. But uh, what did you guys feel about, like, all the hints and the mystery part? I thought it? it was fine. Um, Reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um. I liked I I liked a lot more than now for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing was necessarily like taken away from you. Uh, the the way the median was murked was pretty metal. It's pretty funny. <laughs> a lot of the murders are actually pretty metal. Yeah, yeah to be quite honest, that's true. Um, I think yeah, I mean like because like Michelle Yeoh getting it. Uh, <laughs> get you know she got fisted, got her guts uh, rearranged. <laughs> got got her guts rearranged, you know. Um, and Jamie Dornan uh, was the second victim. Spoilers. Um, and he, uh, he was he was succumbed to every redditor's um dream, which is to convince someone to kill themselves. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God damn. So uh, the the mom phone called him and said kill your K uh, Y S and then he like took a knife. Or I'll oh K-Y-S no no yeah, yeah, yeah. it was K I S or I will uh, murder your son or I will K I S or I will I will kill your son. son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he like took a knife, put it up against the wall, and then and back then backed that into ass, it. Back <laughs> that ass up to yeah. frame him frame of murder yeah at that scene i was like "Ooh, that's um there was no uh the 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 blackmail letter was also a little bit off screen right so, was there any evidence no, that a blackmail actually, letter yeah existed? the blackmail was off screen but you can only assume that because the money has to go have somewhere. Gone somewhere because even because the writer's like where'd all the money go and she even said, I don't have enough money to fix up the place. Yeah. So Hercule kind of put it together like, okay, the only way you don't have money is if you were paying large sums of money to something and it had to be a blackmailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because Hercule didn't have the letter, didn't have that. He just put that together himself. Mm-hmm. And like, 
that wasn't like evidence he found off screen or anything. No, like you could have come to the same conclusion. Like, yeah. You know she doesn't have money, but you know she should have money. So it went somewhere. Um There was oh, fuck. Oh, so are we fine with the kid embezzling and like uh blackmailing her for money? I mean, granted he well, he solved the murder first. Yes. So Cause first, because he's, he's based, the but, mom deserved it. She was poisoning her kid. But is it right for him to do it? Yes. I mean, blackmail is still wrong. It's still crime, and he's well. Let's doing talk. Well, well, let's, the, well, hold well on. the kid recognizes that it was wrong because it got let, his father killed. Let's because he's taking advantage of her. Let's let's think of it like this. One. He has not killed his best friend. <laughs> Two. <laughs> uh, that's that's gonna be a a egg joke somewhere but what, what? An like easter- an easter egg okay yeah, an easter it's egg a joke. reference to no one will save you anyway well which one's coming out first so uh he he was doing it to get money to help his dad because his dad literally can't work anywhere yeah. he's a doctor with mm. ptsd that is debilitating mm. who's gonna hire him uh secondly he was sending it as a test because he he figured out information he's like oh god did she kill her own kid Mm -hmm. and then when he got the money he's like yeah i figured out he she did it Mm -hmm. and he he was like i could turn her in but like we need this money to help take care of my dad and he had a lot of it left over i mean he only needed enough to pay the bills so like, I think the argument can be made that in the shades of gray that exist in life, his gray was the lightest. <laughs> but still gray. Yes. And it was the horniest. Yes. Um, but, so yeah, I'm okay with the kid. I The one thing that didn't get resolved is the random, like, little girl singing and humming that they kept hearing. Well, that's... Because uh, well, Hercule... Hercule was hearing it, and the kid was hearing it, and then the dad heard it. Uh, they because they, they are they're all hallucinating though. No, because the kid didn't drink the tea. No, but like he, yeah, money. but he also believes in like the he also believes in ghosts. Yeah, despite being a rational based god, he is. Uh, he still believes in ghosts. Yeah, he is so, the child Reddit created. So I I kind of would have liked if it was shown that the uh, parrot that the daughter used to own was humming the tune. Yeah, I don't think that singing is real, though. No, because no one else heard it. Exactly. But mm, I don't know that that's supposed to hint closer because like near the end, you're supposed to be left with kind of a um, an obfuscated view of like, oh, shit, are was there actually ghosts here or Mm. not? Because of what happened with the mom, right, and how she died, I, I kind of liked how they left it ambiguous. Yeah, I um, mean, I also thought it was pretty cool how the dad almost murked the fiance. Oh yeah, I was like, God damn! Because like the dad was having an yeah. episode, and the fiance was like, "Come on, get it together for your son." And and, like, and this was before the son's like, "Hey, please leave him alone. Just give him a second. Yeah. But the fiance kept getting in his face, so then he went. <gasps> Oh, they're in the trees! Yeah. It started beating the shit out well, of him. Well, because I think he also pushed his son. No, that happened after the fight started, and it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Because it because the son kind of puts his hand in the fiance's face, and the fiance picks him up and chucks him into a room and keeps going after the yeah. dad. I fucking saw that. It was like that's great. <laughs> that's uh. So props to also Michelle Yeoh since she's the person that died. Uh, she got paid for a movie. You got and paid acted for, a movie. for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay. They also Hercule very quickly debunks Michelle Yeoh, which is like on par for the course. That yeah. I think, because uh, like, uh, but Benoit de- did the same thing. Yes, he like solved the murder mystery party on second one. Yeah. So Hercule also like did the same thing on the fir- on the séance. And like the way he solved it also wasn't like it I didn't feel like it was obnoxious. I felt like it was earned mm. because like when they're heading to the daughter's room, he's like, "Hey, who has been in here?" 
And the yeah. housemate's like, no one. It's just I've just come in here to like clean occasionally, but and I to no feed one, the bird. But no one's been in here. And he's like, someone's definitely been in. And here. then he's like, okay. I saw a scratch on the door showing someone had recently gotten in. There's also a fucking footprint in the fireplace. Yeah. So, yeah, I already solved that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also like Michelle Yeoh suggested the bedroom. Yes. Because the seance was supposed to be done on, like, the first floor. Right. And then Michelle Yeoh also suggested a murderer because uh, the author was like, hey, say this. So that way we can... And then all behold, there's an actual murder. I think, I think it's also kind of, like, um, interesting that uh, the assistants have two different beliefs on Michelle Yeoh's character. Yes. Yeah. Where, like, uh, because she was flirty with uh, the brother, he was like, I I mean, like, there are a lot of stage She's a things. good woman. She's, She's a good woman, and, like, I believe she was a medium that could see the dead. And the other the sister, the sister was like, "Nah, it's all fake, dude." She's a hoe. She she hold that bitch. She ain't nothing but a hoe with tricks. <laughs> but stop trying to take my husband brother away from me. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, the two assistants are brother and sister, and the chemistry between them is weird. Is very good. Yes, it's very good. Chemistry. Very pico, pico no no boco no pico. God. What? No, wait. <laughs> that was like wrong. What's, no, what's the what's the weird anime where the brother uh, brushes the sister's teeth? Kizumonogatari. But there like, we go. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say yeah. like, what's the one where the siblings are really close? And I was gonna say like, do you know how little that narrows it down? No, <laughs> I I I I had the reference, and Kevin had that on. Lo- he had that favorited in his brain palace, <laughs> as he has that scene just saved. Nice. He's I like, mean, like that is bookmarked. I mean, Mike's the only one that's watched that show. So, which show? The Monogatari series. I've only seen the movies, but I guess. Oh, okay. Which mm. are really good, by the way, because it's just action. That's all it is. Sure, it is. I mean, what type of action? Mm. The, the only one that's mm. important. Mm. Mm. Uh, Anyways, uh, the the fight scenes. I think there's maybe. a new one coming out. I have there no could idea. Be. No, like uh, just just a little side side. I just know here. about that from the, memes. The, the the three movies are actually like f- actual fight scenes of like these uh, <laughs> these uh, vampire hunters getting murked by this dude in fights, and it's pretty cool. Anyways, so I mean, spoiler talk done. Like we're spoiled the movie and whatnot. I I I enjoyed the movie. Again, thought it was fun. Good, yeah. end, good, clean ending for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Ever, everyone like got a happy ending outside I mean, of people I mean, who died. I but was say, I mean, the author was like, she pretty, just kind of like pretty lost. good. Uh, pretty good Halloween party. I think. I think the author got a good ending because, she? well, she just just got to live. But also, she can still write about it. Yeah, um, she just lost the friendship of Hercule. I mean, Her- Hercule. Uh, well, she never. She sounded like she never saw him as a friend, anyways. No, but no, they still saw each other as friends. They trusted. He trusted no. her enough to. Get- she literally she- said at the end, "You have no friends. You're just an old fool. Yeah. Why shouldn't I use you for my books? Yeah, I made you who you were. Yeah. No, she, she was selfish. Planned, she planned the whole like self-destructing from like having his bodyguard and stuff too. Yeah, she. She was planning his downfall for a while. She was just doing it for a book. She didn't see him as a friend. She saw him as a tool to make herself famous. Like the the, the hint they give you too is that like her last books were failing. Yeah. So like, twenty seven out of thirty bestsellers. The yeah. critics didn't like the last three. Yeah. Um, but the bodyguard got a good ending because he's like, "Are you going to turn me in for fraud?" And he's like, "No, I think in the light of day, it it just yeah. fades away. You're fine." Uh, the There's kit. also like a statute of limitations, I think. I don't know. Well, the fraud would still because the fraud happened like within him hiring him. I, I don't. I don't know the laws of Italy in the 1940s. Yeah. Anyways, the kid, although his dad died, he got a happy ending because the housekeeper new took family. Him in. Yeah. Yeah. The housekeeper gets a son and two extra older kids. No, but no, they're, they're going to Missouri. They're going to Missouri. Missouri. Which go- is a weird... Lo- St. Louis. Did they ever explain why they want to go to Missouri? Yes. I don't Maybe know I was you, in the bathroom. I, I don't think know. Okay, so they explained it. Were you there during their interrogation? No. 
Oh, okay. they had an interrogation and uh, they framed it like it was what probably one of my favorite ones. They interrogated them separately, mm-hmm. but they put their scenes side by side uh, where they would or Hercule would ask one question and then they would both answer. But these are both two events that happened separately. OK, so he was and he would say things like, really, because your brother ratted you out. And then he would really because like, your sister, sister ratted you, you out. out. Uh, he's like, and, you could t- said and like putting them next to each other, you could tell who's telling the truth and who's lying. The brother based was, their, also uh, that they still reactions. also trust that they still also trusted each other. It's like, yeah. no, no, she didn't. That's not what she would say. But yeah. uh, the the story that's given is that their village was burned down during the war, and they were basically surviving off weeds and mice in the woods okay. until uh, American forces happened on them, took them in. And basically, every single night that they were with the soldiers, they would put up an army sheet and start the first half of Love and St. Louis mm-hmm. on a film projector. So they're like, we don't know how the movie ends, but just seeing the movie, seeing St. Louis, hearing the stories of America, mm-hmm. like, okay. we want to go to Missouri. That's, That's where we want to go. That's so funny. So, like... It's a dream made by orphans during wartime that it's like the only thing they had. A whole lot of orphans in this movie. A yeah. lot of orphans. And new orphans. Yeah, and new orphans. <laughs> so I will say I am pretty satisfied with the character arcs everyone had. Everyone, not, nothing felt too forced to the point where it wouldn't make sense. I mean, our boy finally became a detective again. Uh, he cut, came out of his rut. Yeah. And he... Went to go talk to the guy who needed his family's murder solve. Yeah, and uh, solved he solved them. Literally, <laughs> he solved them already. Yeah. Solved solved them immediately, and and was talking to him to figure out how to get the evidence. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure because he gets asked so often, and they just basically start just telling him. Well, I'm, I'm sure say, he figures them all out no, usually over like, time. I, I think like anyone who says anything to him, it's not like he ignores exactly. He, he doesn't so, ig- ignore anything, and he remembers everything. Yeah, so he could probably just deduce from that and do a little bit of research. It, it was yeah, just a matter of if he was willing to take the time to talk exactly. to him. Exactly, yeah. but yeah, any any final thoughts? That's it. Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. <laughs> well, with that, thanks for joining us for another episode. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Bun Cinema. You can also find us at Blue, on Blue Sky at Cinema Buns. You can find our YouTube at Cinema Buns Podcast. And you can find us at Patreon.com slash Cinema Buns if you want to help support the show. Uh, we have some events coming up in the new year that uh, we can announce once they're finalized. But with that, I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. And I'm... Um on the Orient Express. Choo-choo! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.